Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Herridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Futures this morning were pointing to a strong open, and we continued from there as we're continuing to get the, the two hopes that we've been getting just about every day, and that's first being a stimulus, and then, of course, the vaccine rollout that we're seeing now. But on the stimulus note, uh, a bipartisan group of lawmakers today unveiled another stimulus proposal, this time for $908 billion. Mitch McConnell also said today that they will not leave for the year without completing a package. So Congress will not, or at least the Senate, will not go to a recess without having a package. Uh, We've heard these stories before, but it's more crucial now than just about any other time this year. We've come up on some deadlines like this, um, but this is a big one here. It's absolutely essential. Because without massive new stimulus here, on January 1st of 2021, as many as 7 million renters will experience the eviction process. Student loan payments will resume. Corporate layoffs likely as well. So these are just a few of the factors which would be impacted by not getting another stimulus uh, uh, deal now. And all of those factors would really combine for a rough start to 2021 after a difficult year, to say the least, in 2020. But the market continues to move higher on these hopes, and the wall of worry just continues to build here beyond stimulus as well. A couple of the items that we're seeing is extreme greed in our markets right now. We've been talking about that here for weeks. We're seeing it in sentiment. And then a new Bank of America fund uh, manager survey is out showing that cash levels are down to just 4% which they say is a sell signal. And remember this as to why it might be a sell signal. Just two to three months ago, cash levels were at 15%. So that tells us that the public has returned to this market. And when you get everybody on one side of a market, everybody all bulled up, that's when they pull out the rug. rug. At times like these is when it most heavily pays off to be a contrarian in that regard. We're also seeing that 90% of all NYSE stocks are trading above their 200-day moving average. That is not, that's a rare occurrence, not common. Uh, That is extreme overbought territory and can be dangerous uh, for our markets, usually leads to at least a pullback. That's what we've been talking about here for weeks. Without some, you're just looking at the market, which of course does not exist in a vacuum, but if you're just looking at the market, we could use a little bit of a pullback right now. It'd be healthy. Uh, long-term for our markets. So that's what we've been looking for here at these extreme overbought levels. We're also seeing the PE multiple for the S&P 500 is now over 30. If we finish the year here, it will be the highest end of the year PE in the S&P 500's history. So Another example of overbought uh, levels in this market, but we do continue to head higher. And there is a bullish flip side to this as well, and it is a major factor. It's, it's one factor that's huge, liquidity. Right now, M1 money supply continues to increase. So in addition to the current $80 billion we're getting a month in QE, money supply is soaring at its fastest pace in history. Just over 
the last week in November, it increased by $210 billion. That's on top of the $500 billion from the week before. And so it's, it's an astronomical number, $700 billion in just two weeks. And that is just the, almost the tip of the iceberg there. In 2020, uh, the M1 money supply in the United States has increased 64.5%. There is no other time in our history to reference uh, a, a move like this. So it's, it, it's tough to tell what, what is going to be the ultimate, um, um, what is ultimately going to come from all of this. But that is a huge reason uh, to be bullish on the markets. As the old saying goes, don't fight the tape and don't fight the Fed. Uh, looking at our markets on the day, as, as I mentioned, we finished strong today. Uh, IWM leading the way, Russell 2000, up 2.4%. It's a new all-time high to 1,959. We were followed there by the S&P 500, up 1.29% to 3,694, just shy of an all-time high there. Um, followed there by the NASDAQ, up 1.25% to 12,000. 595 and then lastly the dow up 1.13 percent to 30,199 also short of an all-time high there as well but on top of some of these factors i just talked about and we are at overbought conditions in our market not as much as we have been on our vra momentum oscillators but like i've been talking about uh sentiment but we also have political risks as well Yes, yesterday the Electoral College may have voted, but one of the stories you're not going to hear as much of is that there is an alternative slate of Republican electors voting as well, which are preserving Trump's constitutional rights for a second term. Now, we've been talking about this here for weeks. A lot of us know what an absolute fraud this election was, Um, but the news is, is just really starting to break. I know we've been talking about it here for weeks, and it seems obvious to those who are paying attention, but you get no coverage from it in the mainstream media. It's absolutely stunning how many people know nothing about this. They just listen to the, the mainstream media propaganda that these are baseless, and um, at, there was no election fraud. It was the perfect election Uh, Forget about the fact that every other election there have been disputes on, but this one, this one was perfect. Uh, Today there was a a congressional hearing bringing in the Dominion uh, voting machine CEO, but the big news really came out yesterday is there was a forensic audit on Dominion, Dominion voting machines in Antrim County in Michigan. And the results were were simply stunning. More than 68% of the ballots cast in Anarim County had to be adjudicated, which that is the process of where a ballot has an error, then gets kicked into a certain part of the system where it must be looked at. By federal election standards, adjudication rate should just be 1 in 250,000. If it's higher than that, it must be assumed that fraud occurred. That is the ruling by the Federal Election Commission. So again, this county had 68% rejection. And these machines were used in, I think it was 28 states. 
So these all have to be looked at. I mean, after hearing that happened in one county, you've got to check them all out. Uh, that is just the way that it has to go. And anybody fighting that, I uh, have real concerns about where their loyalties may lie. So it's happening. Uh, the machines were just subpoenaed in Arizona as well. We'll certainly be keeping you posted here. But it's, it's clear to us that we're not done contesting this election and we're not giving up by any means. Kim and I talk about this on a, on a daily basis. We're nowhere close to conceding uh, this election and, and likely won't at any point. Um, there's At this point, there's been too much evidence uh, of fraud and speculation of fraud even to let this go unchecked. Um, but you can see here, talking about our wall of worry, how the market could start to break down. If it's looking like Trump will use the Insurrection Act or if he's going to enact his 2018 executive order uh, about election fraud, that, that deadline to enact it is by this Friday. Uh, I read somewhere, and I'd have to double-check on this, uh, maybe some of y'all could send me some information on this as well, that they can actually enact it without saying it. Because it is an ongoing investigation. So if we if Friday comes and goes and we don't hear anything, that doesn't necessarily mean that, it ha- that it's not going to happen. But the Insurrection Act can be turned on at just about any time. So if we start to get any hints of that leading up um, you know, to Friday or even January 20th, we'll, we'll likely start to see it playing out in the markets as insiders get in and, and try to either sell their shares or do whatever they can to make money off of this move. But the one key indicator that we'll be following here is the market internals. If we start to see the internals breaking down, we'll want little to nothing to do with uh, with broad market positions, index positions. Uh, yesterday, the NYSE volume was 4 to 1 negative. If we start to see days where you, you get internal readings that are over that, somewhere in the 8 to 1 negative range, uh, that is cause for concern there. But the internals today were able to bounce back. Advances beating out declines, almost 2.5 to 1 positive on the day. New 52-week highs to lows, finishing uh, just still we're getting rock-solid numbers here. 420 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 23 hitting new 52-week lows. Lastly here, volume finished over 3 to 1 positive on the New York Stock Exchange and almost 2 to 1 positive for the NASDAQ, just under that there. We also are continuing to see strength in our sectors. We finished with all 11 of our S&P 500 sectors positive on the day today. Uh, hit a quick refresh here to make sure I have the perfect numbers. Uh, yes, so we're led by utilities up almost 2% on the day, followed there by energy as oil hit it's right at its highest level since the March lows, followed there by materials and real estate or laggards on the day, if you want to call them that, were consumer staples, communication services, and consumer discretionary. Lastly for today here, our VRA commodity watch. Gold now nicely on the day today, up 1.44% to 1,858 an ounce. And we got an even bigger day from the miners, which have been moving sideways to lower over the last couple of months now. But we're up 3.15% in GDX, which is the gold miners ETF. And we talk about this here as well. That's what you want to see from the group. You want to see the miners outperforming the metal themselves. Silver up an even bigger today, 2.5%. 
uh, to $24.64 an ounce. This thing looks ready to go as well. Copper higher today, up half a percent to $3.54 a pound. Oil now up 1.26% to $47.58 a barrel. Like I mentioned earlier, almost right at its highs since the coronavirus lows. have been on an absolute tear for oil. Lastly here, Bitcoin rallying today up 1.5% as well to 19509 a Bitcoin. Just about $400 away from its all-time high, which was just a little over $19,900. Uh, so looking at this group to continue rocking as well. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.